Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Into the happy hour we roll. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Sello, Matt Scraby. With you for another hour. Having a good time today breaking down the conference championships. Niners, Chiefs, Super Bowl in two weeks. We'll be uh, breaking that down as... Sorry. Bang, bang, <laughs> Did I hear like a throw-up sound in the background? Yes, that was Chris without his, his mic, mic on. on. <laughs> oh, I didn't get a mic for this that This was one. what he made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so those two, we've been pretty much spitballing the the, the idea of that game um, as the show's gone along. But jumping back into some Padre stuff, uh, Dennis Lynn had a mailbag. Uh, surprising info in there, Scrape, and... and what the uh, folks of San Diego or the folks who responded to this mailbag had to say. You know, I find this uh, article each year very, very interesting. Yes, he does. He does this every year. Every year. And he also does, like, because we hear a lot of things from fans. I see the chat all day and their opinions, and I get DMs of opinions as well. But sometimes it doesn't align with what we're getting. So. Here are some of the highlights of this. And if you want to see the whole thing, you should go to The Athletic and go to Dennis Lynn's um, page because you'll find it there. But the first one, and this one's not necessarily surprising, but how confident are you that the Padres are headed in the right direction? Very confident, 4.9%. Somewhat confident, 25.3%. And then unsure and not very confident, 385 and 223 not confident at all is 9%. So 31% of the people that voted, I think over 1,400 people voted, are not confident in the team this year, which is a lot. That's a third of the, the fans who voted that they're not feeling Yeah, that. but you know, let's do the vote again in a month when you got a team. I mean, <laughs> I, I right was about now to we say, don't know what the team's going to even be. It's true. Not only that, it's, true. Uh, it's coming off a season that was really disappointing. So that taste left in people's mouth on top of – the team's still kind of not being fully put together yet. I'm sure that leaves some trepidation among, amongst the, the San Diegans out there. How confident are you in President of Baseball Operations A.J. Preller? 5.3 said very confident. 19.1 said somewhat confident. And then unsure, 27.5. Not very confident, 26.7. Not confident at all, 21.4. So over... Sounds like 60% were more negative yes. on AJ. So in uh, politicians' terms, they would say he's underwater. Yes, yes. But his unsure can can be bought if he ends up fielding a team. Well, here's the thing. Last year at this time, 
What was the top category there? Very confident? Yeah, I bet you that would have won in a runaway. High number. High number last year when they signed all those big money you know, free agents and got contracts to all these stars. Yeah, that's so true. That's your answer there. But I feel like unsure are people that are... You know they're they're happy with what he's done in the past, but they're not happy about how this this last year went. Hey, listen, I mean that that is that's the name of it, the game, right there. That's part of it, right? You're gonna. It didn't happen for him this year. It didn't come, and for them, I mean the Padres, it didn't come together. And the ramifications of that are the first question you ask: How confident are you in the team? How confident are you in AJ? Those things are are, are kind of gonna come along with. What has happened? What happened last year? The next one. How would you rate the hiring of Mike Schilt as manager? It was very positive all the way around. Excellent. Twenty two. Twenty two. This is the one I had trouble with on on Friday. I could not say this for the life of 2020. me. I kept saying twenty twenty two two, and I'm like, no, it's twenty two point two percent of the oh, vote. Okay, there you go. Very good. Thirty nine point five. Good. Twenty nine point two. And then fair six point nine. Poor two point two. I was saying this on the Scraby Show Friday. I want to meet the and talk to these two point two percent of people <laughs> to see why they just weren't a fan of Mike Schilt. Maybe they weren't a fan of them getting rid of Bob Melvin. So who knows what their reasons were? I think it's a pretty high percentage considering how many people really didn't want to get rid of Bob Melvin. Yeah. Yeah, true, true. Um, how concerned – or actually, oh, this is the one I wanted to bring up. What should the Padres do with Hassan Kim? Now, this is going to be a big question for us to talk about many times this year. I have a feeling you're right. 41.4% said negotiate a contract extension before he reaches free agency. So that's keep him. Yes. 31% says see how he performs in a contract year and consider moving him at the trade deadline. 21.6 says trade him before the season starts. And then 6 says enjoy one last season of a team-friendly contract then let him walk, which is kind of crazy to do. But you have 52.6% of the vote here saying... They're open to trading Hassan. Kim? I, I I personally think that is where they very well may end up. I believe the percentage on this program is 100% who believe they ought to consider trading him. I mean, consider here, here's, here's doesn't mean we're dying to trade right, him. It's just right. the, the, the fact of the matter is it makes a lot of sense for them to get something back that can fill a lot of the needs they have. The thing that keeps coming to my mind is you know we've seen the progression of Hassan Kim in the three years that he's been in a Padre uniform and year one to year two drastically better year two to three was drastically better and Chris and I talked about this maybe a couple weeks ago you have the question you have to ask yourself is this version of Hassan Kim that we saw in 2023 is this the version you get moving forward is it is there a little bit better version? Is it somewhere in between year two and year three? If it is somewhere in between year and two, three, year and two, year two, somewhere in between year two and year three. Twenty-two point two percent of people <laughs> believe that it is. So. <laughs> it may be best that you move them before you start the year because the value can go down. You know, after the season starts. Yeah. So I, I don't a- know. I, I I think ultimately that's where they will land. I don't win. I don't know. As it stands right now, I think they've got to trade him because they don't have enough bodies, and I think he's the one thing that they can get some bodies. Now, if they can, you know, find a couple of guys here and work in a couple of contracts, spend a little money, then maybe they don't have to trade him. Yeah. 
Well, they also can't trade him before his bobblehead comes out. So, uh, Mr. Conspiracy! <laughs> I promise you that won't happen. Did you watch the JFK thing yet, by the way? Did I watch the JFK? I listened to the JFK Conspiracy You know what? I downloaded podcast. the episodes, watch but it. I'm so close-minded Did that I won't. Did you watch the movie we talked about? Adjustment Bureau? Yes. Couldn't find it to buy. Stop it. I, and then, like, you I stopped just, trying. Okay. I, 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 Google, I put it into the little thing, and it said it was like, Five ninety nine. I was like, eh, don't know if I'm gonna pay that. <laughs> Waffled um, on the price. Chris, I was gonna go see Poor Things. <laughs> you were. I was gonna go do you it. You're gonna pay fourteen ninety nine to go see that <laughs> stupid movie. But I was watched... gonna play five ninety nine to watch a good movie. I watched the full That's trailer. A great way of looking at it, right there. I watched the full trailer and I was like, I can't do it. <laughs> I, I cannot pay for this pull, movie. You couldn't pull yourself together to do it, huh? Uh, Ken Rosenthal is breaking some news, or Jeff Passan's breaking some news right now. The Twins have traded Jorge Polanco to the Mariners. Oh, for four players. Who they get? They haven't said the players, but two major leaguers and two minor leaguers. Jorge Polanco is a good player, but two major leaguers and two minor leaguers. It, it seems depends like a big on what, price. who they who who are these That's major true. leaguers. Yeah, who they are haven't these announced minor leaguers? that yet. Or, Jorge Polanco is a good player. Yeah, he's no longer. He's going to be a. He's going to be a Mariner. So there you huh. go. Once again. Twins news, putting a stop to our discussion. <laughs> well, I thought it's that been was that a... way ever since the early days of the <laughs> oh, show. Okay. That's right. He's always interrupted our show for Twins news. I'll tell you man. one thing: if you're a Twins fan out there, this is the show. You're never going to miss a minute of, of information. I thought that was a good uh, around. I thought that was a good um, addition because the Twins or the Mariners are the natural rivals of the Padres. Oh yeah. my gosh, sure. you're hilarious. Uh, there's two more left that I thought were interesting. What is your level of confidence in Jake Cronenworth bouncing back in 2024. And again, we're going over Dennis Lynn's fan survey results on the athletics. So you should go there and see the whole thing, but very confident, 8.8%, somewhat confident, 44.6, not very confident, 37.6, not confident at all. Nine percent. Well, he's got 50 over 50% believing that he can get it done. Yeah, I guess you 40. are a half glass full type of guy. I mean, that's what I was going to say. 45% of people aren't confident at all well, he's going to turn. More than half are. I think he's going to bounce back, too. I don't think he really has a choice. I think this is a big year for him, Chris. I think I think oh. Mike will be good for him. Shilt. Okay. Chris? I'm with it. You're with it. Yeah, yeah I don't know what you're talking about. I'm looking at something <laughs> else. <laughs> oh, Chris. What position should Xander Bogarts primarily play in 2024? This one really surprised me because I would have thought first base was going to win in a landslide. Shortstop won in a landslide, 51.8% of the vote. Here's the thing. I don't, I, 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 I don't know what all the hubbub is about, right? Because last year he didn't play a bad shortstop. Not at all. Yeah, I didn't understand the whole thinking I, of we have to move him. To like, begin with, so. like he didn't once when the season began, he didn't show like not being able to play the position anymore. He might not be like a gold glover at it, but he's more than at least last year. He's more than adequate to play the position. He made the plays he was supposed to make. I think it's because people want Jake Cronenworth back at second, and there's no real option to. At oh, first. there's an option. You should go out to trade but, Hassan Kim, and no. I know that that doesn't. Well, they want Hassan Kim playing uh, short, but you can't have him <laughs> traded and playing shortstop. 
Who's and who's to say that Zandy's gonna be like great at first base anyway? If if he starts, uh, you know, Eric Hosmer <laughs> starts, starts swiping at things behind the foul line. And everybody's not gonna have the same type of feel about. No, it. I, I I cannot go back to those days where everybody's posting pictures of Eric Hosmer swiping at. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I don't. Sent, sent, I don't. Sent all the people who've never played a lick of first base <laughs> in their lives. By I the way, literally had somebody argue with me about one of those picks in L.A. About I remember, like, and you said you on, swore you would never get into that again. Then I have not. Um, wasting my time. Actually, I lied. Here's one more. How would you rate Padres radio broadcasts, Chris? Get out of here. No, seriously, that's one of them. Yes. What What are the choices? And don't give me the percentages yet. <laughs> Excellent. Right. Good. Fair and poor. Wow. That's not nice. <laughs> they just got right to it. I mean, giving it, you they? a poor alternative <laughs> is music to a lot of people's ears. It really well, is. Just because go. they have to be critical, but our, our broadcasts are excellent. I will say this. Whether people vote for it or not. Tony and Jesse, 53.4% of the respondents said excellent. That's not bad. 37 said good. You're up to 91. 8.6 said fair, and 1% said poor. <laughs> I'm sorry for that vote, Tony. I'm sorry. Yeah, come on, Scrape. You're I'm better sorry. than that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think funny. I would put you in the um, first fair of all, to good category. First of all, thank you to... Uh, fair to good. I'm just kidding. Th- I love the broadcast. I'm ignoring Scrape. Don't worry about it. <laughs> first of all, thank you to all the people who did vote, even the one or two or three that voted 1%. There, that's pretty. That's a pretty encouraging uh, bunch of numbers there for Jesse and I. So thank you. All Let right. it be known, just la la, a la. We could be seeing pictures of the cadaver Jerry Jones in the Super Bowl <laughs> rather than pictures of Taylor Swift. Don't you just think recall the- that on a radio broadcast you could have Cincinnati Bengals yelling over the p or over the play by play guy. Oh, and we hey, don't. Who, <laughs> go, we don't. go. Sorry, Chris. I'm just being that guy. <laughs> I know you. Are. We All have right. uh, we have a really excellent broadcast. We're lucky. Yes, we do. That's it. We um, are lucky. We actually have someone from. I think where's Welsh from? Where, what's Welsh, Chris? Welsh yeah. Wales. Wales is that Scotland? It's no. It's its own country. Oh. Sorry, Welsh Friar. He's, There's uh, England, Scotland, <laughs> Wales. I'm sorry, They're all Welsh part Friar. of Great Britain. Uh, Welsh Friar is, for, yes, he's saying Wales right now. But he said it's the 1% were all Dodger fans, Tony. So you have oh, nothing to worry okay. about. Nothing to worry about. I like that. Just complete haters. Just complete haters. Yeah. Imagine if Scraby were a Dodger fan. On top of being a Niner fan and a hater in general. <laughs> I, don't think, uh, I don't think I would ever do that. Be nothing left. Ever. By the way, I did look up where Taylor Swift is going to be. Oh, my Lord. So she's playing four concerts in Tokyo, with the last one being on that Saturday night. Then she waits a week and she goes to Australia. So there is a way for her to go to Vegas. So you're saying there's a chance. They're saying there's a chance. She'd be there. I feel it. Fair enough. All right, let's get. She to... be there, Chris says. <laughs> he feels it. Let's get to break. <laughs> More happy hour when we return. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as thirty minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have forty-seven new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, one thing we've discovered uh, here in the last uh, commercial break is that whenever Tony's in studio, the Lakers play terrible. and uh, Atrocious. Yeah, they're off to a slow start in Houston tonight. They trail 22-17. Midway through the first quarter against the Rockets, but it is true we don't we don't watch a lot of Lakers here because our show's over before the games are over. But it does seem like every time I go home, they're losing. Yeah, and uh, not only they're losing, it's losing against a terrible team, and and they're like <laughs> they're like draining three pointers at a rate that they haven't all season. It never fails when I turn on a game here. Rockets are uh, two for four. It only seems worse. That's because, the arc so that's because when I turned my head back for the first time to they look at it, it was the 20 to 10. Houston yeah. was winning. Uh, another quick NBA note. Uh, our friend Ben Simmons back in the lineup tonight. Scraby's guy. Scraby's favorite NBA player. Well, I don't know. He's got a lot of favorites. He's got Ben Simmons. He's got Zion. <laughs> I mean, his book is you starting you got a to move thick away. Book yeah, of your NBA book is players. starting to get a little thick, man. Not even close to Chris's book. Uh, ben Simmons has two points, six assists, and seven minutes off the bench so far. And for as far as we know, he's not been hurt. So that's uh, that's a thumbs up for him. Brooklyn leads their game against Utah, fifty nine to forty seven. Uh, there is an interesting story. I'm not even going to say that I had to pay for it because you guys are tired of hearing that. But did you? I did. Uh, Bill Barnwell <laughs> broke down why the Ravens and Lions really lost yesterday. And I thought the Lions thing, he did most of it he spent discussing whether or not kicking the field goals was the right or wrong thing to do and what kind of effect it truly had on the game. And... It's so involved analytically that I'm not going to really share much of that with you. Probably not good radio. It's not great. Okay. But the other side, I think, is pretty good. And the thing that he brings up about why the Ravens lost is pretty simple. Didn't run the ball? They didn't run the ball. Yeah. The Ravens only handed off six times. That is an incredibly low number for any team, let alone the Ravens, who are built on running the football, they totally were out of character. Couple of things on that: the the rave. Everybody was terrified in the football world that the Ravens' new offensive coordinator would strip them of their identity by trying to pass the ball more, and that didn't happen all season long. They actually were able to kind of incorporate 
throwing the ball without you without losing their identity. Yeah. But in that game, after the Chiefs went down the first time and scored, and Baltimore got the ball and didn't do anything, from that point on, it did seem like, I don't want to say it was panic, but they went away from the run really early. And you have literally the best weapon with a ball in their hand that this league has in, in Lamar Jackson and the running backs that were fantastic all season. They had 22 first and 10 plays. They called a run five times. And that Chris, is just not Ravens football. I, I, it, and the Chiefs were punished yeah. by the run against Buffalo the week before. I mean, gutted. Right. I, I Somebody somewhere, I think, was, well, he always says this, but I had to agree with him this time. Rex Ryan. He said Baltimore's game plan was, was stupid. garbage. Yeah, stupid. I saw, I saw horrible. That. I saw that. So, you know, the Ravens need to take a little of the, you know, that there. It, it was. And look at that because I didn't understand, you know, why they kept trying to. And I, Chris, they, real quick, of the 15 other first down plays that weren't runs, I'm not even sure that there were that many that were at least a fake handoff, a play action. Yeah. It, it was, was just weird. straight shotgun snaps to him. Like, as almost as though they were treating Lamar like he was the pocket passer almost. Yeah. And uh, you got to give Kansas City a great job because this is another thing that he brought up the, in this story that I agreed with. They made Lamar hold the ball. Yeah, and what I what he meant by that? How many times did you see Lamar Jackson drop back to pass yesterday, and step as if to throw, and then pull it down? Uh, almost, almost every time he had to go. I there was a couple plays, especially late, where they showed him. Yeah, and it, and I think it was uh, it was Romo who pointed it out. He's going first pr- progression, second progression. Third progression, and that was pretty much most of the night. I mean, he's the one guy that could still keep that play alive. A lot of guys would be just, you know, decked by then. Yeah. So, you know, yes, it wasn't a good game by Lamar Jackson, but it truly was not a good game plan by Baltimore. Agreed. Uh, I mean, the the conclusion on the Niner-Lion game was just simply that the Lions blew the game, and that's, you know, you don't need to pay money to read that. Also accurate. <laughs> There he is over there. I wasn't paying attention. I'm sure you were. You heard every word. I was looking at the hall for Jorge Polanco, which will end up being Anthony DiSclefani and Justin Topa and two prospects from the Mariners. So they're going to the Twins. So Anthony DiSclefani was a Mariner. Now he's going to be a twin. And Polanco I think that's is a, a good twin deal for going the, to be a Mariner. That's a good deal for the Mariners. They, they, they make a lot up. of deals. Yeah, Willing and Dylan. Now, if they went and got a deal for George Kirby, the Padres, I'm saying, would you guys uh, – because someone asked me this over the weekend. George Kirby was the Mariner pitcher who said he didn't want to be out there anymore. And and so he said, if they if they got George Kirby, I wouldn't want him on my team. And I'm like, well, number one, that's crazy to say. But number two, I think he would have to maybe prove it to the fans a little I, bit. I mean, he had, a, he had one mistake where he kind of let his emotions get the best of him and – was crying about not be, about being in a game too long, but <laughs> that's yes, he, he did. I mean, he basically was like, "I should have been out there," but that was probably more his emotion than it his actual feeling. But I think he would be fine. He'd be he's a fine young pitcher. I certainly wouldn't say no. There's a couple teams that AJ Preller does lots of deals with: the Rays, 
The we lose on those Guardians. Ones, but let's not do the race. And Rangers. the Mariners. How about and, the Rangers? Oh, Rangers too. Yeah. Fleece them a few times. <laughs> Fleece. Fleece them. Uh, by the way, you're uh, every uh, let's see uh, a four. Let's see four twenty four fifty five twenty. Your twins updates are brought to you by Spiro's <laughs> for authentic Mediterranean happening? cuisine in Coronado or La Jolla. For dining or takeout options, visit SpirosCuisine.com. More twins updates. More later. twins update coming up at five fifty. Get the latest. Hey, we we've been talking the about the Minneapolis St. Paul twins. No from baseball Scraby, news. Who loves <laughs> his twins? I wanted to make sure that no, everybody heard the No, I got to follow up on the Polanco trade. Like what? Are you kidding me? People are asking about who they are not. Yes, they are. Is, I don't know what it is about Minnesota that's got you just locked in, man. You you got their news down pat. Yeah. Timberwolves are winning tonight, Scrape. <laughs> I'm not happy to know. I'm only a twin fan, not a Timberwolf fan. Right. Do they still have the Wild there? Uh, yeah, the, the hockey team. Yeah, they do. The Minnesota Wild. Yeah, they're still kicking. I have never understood that name. But do you want? An update well, on you, them? you know you're going to get Viking news because his so, best his friend best Kevin friend. O'Connell's going to call. Ah, so you just uh, you're, are you adopting all of Minnesota and the teams? You know what? What's I need to go find a job in Minneapolis. <laughs> I think I would be better suited there. <laughs> they would care about my Jorge Polanco news. Yes, yes, they, they would. would. <laughs> yes, they would. I, I'm not. I'm not uh, begrudging you that. I'm begrudging you the fact that we don't care <laughs> about this. All right. All right. Here we take a break. We got our uh, interview. Marcus McNeil helped us break down the uh, AFC and NFC Championship games. He had some interesting thoughts on both games and a look ahead to Super Bowl Fifty Eight coming up next. We've got our uh, interview with uh, Marcus McNeil coming up and uh, give you a chance to uh, get some of his thoughts on the AFC and NFC Championship games yesterday. And a quick look ahead to Super Bowl 58. But before we get that, uh, Scraby came up with a great stat that I'd never thought of before. I just found it on Twitter. I didn't. Well, you found it. You yeah. I'm giving you credit Thank you. for uncovering it. Um, and I love this stat because... You know how I dislove Alabama football. I do. Apparently this year there are only two Alabama graduates or Alabama athletes that are in the Super Bowl, one for the 49ers and one for the Chiefs, and both of them are going to be inactive because they're hurt. Okay. So there will not be an actual Alabama player this year in the Super Bowl. But did you know, according to Scraby's research, and I did some research as well, and I'm it's going to be hard-pressed for somebody to prove this wrong. Should I read the tweet first? All right, go ahead and read it, but I, I think I can back it up because I just went through every Super Bowl. Oh, my gosh, really? I did, and uh, it's on an Alabama website. But go ahead and oh. read your tweet first. So this is from the AP, and it says, With the 49ers and Chiefs having no Alabama players on active roster, a remarkable streak will continue. No player who finished college at Alabama has scored a point in the Super Bowl. Players from 143 other colleges, from the Coast Guard to Miami, have scored in the Super Bowl. So that's it. So Alabama's never had a player score a single point in a Super Bowl game. Not a quarterback. I love it. Now they've had three really good quarterbacks that have played in the Super Bowl. Bart Starr, who was MVP of oh. Super Bowl one and two. Yeah. And Joe Namath, who was Super Bowl MVP in three. Okay. They also had Ken Stabler. Hmm. But they haven't had any players score. 
The best running back from Alabama that's ever played in a Super Bowl is Seattle Seahawks' Sean Alexander. And he did not score in the Super Bowl appearance they made after 2005. Beyond that, you're going to be hard-pressed to find too many other Alabama athletes who have played in Super Bowls. One that you can name would be Julio Jones, Oh yeah, who got into one Super Bowl with the Falcons but yep. did not score. And Tony Nathan is a was a really good running back for the Dolphins in the 70s and 80s, got into two Super Bowls, but he did not score. Other than that, you just can't find any Alabama athletes have ever done anything in the Super Bowl, and that's crazy because that Alabama dominates yeah. You know the draft choices and all. I don't of know that. what that means. I'm not quite sure what it means either. Maybe it's just it an means anomaly. something though that yeah. like maybe because I can think of some Alabama bus right off the top of my head right now. Um, Trent Richardson. Oh, all these running backs. Yeah, Eddie Lacy. I, I I guess he wasn't a bus, but he wasn't great. He didn't last very long. Let's in the put league. it this way: San Diego State's had somebody scoring a Super Bowl. Mm, let me Unless see. Marshall Falk didn't get in there. Um, let's see if he did. You'd have not. to look it up, but look it up while we're listening to Marcus McNeil and we're getting a little dose of traffic. We'll have it on the other side of this. From the 97.3. And indeed, time to talk National Football League playoffs. The championship games are in the book. The Super Bowl is coming up. No better time to be joined by former Charger Pro Bowler Marcus McNeil here on Gwen and Chris and, uh, Marcus, let's start with this. The championship games, I think the the Ravens, uh, they seem to lay an egg. And the Detroit Lions, they laid one certainly in the second half. Which team do you think should be more disappointed that they are not going to the Super Bowl this year? Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Oh, man, I just think you got to go with Detroit Lions because that whole game, going back and just kicking those two field goals, we might actually win the game. You know, hands down, they could have beat the 49ers this weekend the way they played, but I think those decisions came back to get them. Now, the KC Ravens game, I, I just really don't think you can feel that bad. You know, it was just some, some blown plays by the actual players where they made the mistakes. So you 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 do fault Dan Campbell in his decision making in the losses or in the Detroit Lions loss? Yeah, definitely. You gotta you gotta give him some of the blame. I mean, no game goes down to just one play, right? But those plays right there, I just think that you have to go ahead and get those points. Uh, I understand his philosophy. You know, it's been uh, Campbell with the gamble all year on fourth <laughs> down. But, shoot, man, like right there, you got to get the points, especially with that much time left in the fourth on that second one. Is it is it possible that his decision to gamble and the failure of those gambles uh, kind of, I don't know, affected the Lions' play the rest of the way? I mean, do guys on the bench have time to second-guess a coach's decision like that? No, nah, I think they were still fighting the momentum shift that happened, you know, there at the beginning of the third just just during that time, it was like 
big plays, the IU play, you know what I'm saying, where they were able to go up and score, uh, you know, the, the fumbles that happened. They were still fighting the momentum shift where the 49ers had the momentum. I mean, you could hear it on the TV. Like, the place was rocking. So uh, I think in the moment right there, you definitely don't second-guess your coach, especially if that's what he's been doing all year. It was such a, a really interesting game going from first half to second half. But Brock Purdy, you know, he didn't do it in the way that I think people may have thought that it was going to go down. He was pretty active using his feet. How much of a difference did his feet actually make in aiding that comeback that uh, that the Niners were able to put together? <laughs> I, I think Purdy did himself some justice. Yeah, you know, he did. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people have been on him, you know what I'm saying? I, I've been an advocate of Cam Newton calling people game managers, and, and Purdy was definitely on that list. But, I mean, you got to give him credit and give him his flowers when he deserves them. Like, he, he came through with some big plays. Marcus, the uh, Ravens, I mean, uh, I said they laid an egg. I mean, this was the easily their worst offensive performance of the season. I know that the Chiefs' defense had a lot to do with that, but – Baltimore's game plan, to me, deserves to be questioned. They only ran the ball six times, I think, was all they handed off. I mean, Lamar Jackson had the rest of their rushing play scrambling. And Baltimore's a running team, and Kansas City has trouble stopping the run. Uh, what was John Harbaugh thinking? <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe he was trying to switch it up or something, but if I got Lamar Jackson, I just got to use him more. He, he has to be a bigger weapon right there. I mean, they, they played their butts off. I, I, I really think that the Chiefs did something that I haven't really seen them do. They came out and played antagonists, you know, in this, where, you know, you see Kelsey kind of going back and forth with some guys. I don't know if you guys seen the, yeah. the, 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 the pregame where, you know, Kelsey and Mahomes are throwing Tucker stuff out the way. I, I think they came in to poke the bear, and, and that, that caught Baltimore a little bit off guard. It's funny you mention that, Marcus, because having seen what happened prior pregame with, with Justin Tucker, it's the first time I can remember in any of these runs where the Chiefs are playing like the bully tough guy in, in any of these. Usually they're going in as like the, 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 the beautiful, nice car hmm. that, that, you get on, that you see on the lot. that They played... So they kind of played the rugged, the rugged character in this game. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Andy Reid, man. I mean, yeah. he had them boys ready because uh, just that mentality that they had, you know, it was different. And it was something that I think the Ravens were trying to adjust to all night. But yeah. having some young players, they got caught off guard and emotions got the best of them. Patrick Mahomes really didn't have his typical game, but he certainly did plenty enough to win this game. And you can't you know, question whether or not he can get it done on the road. He just went to Buffalo and Baltimore and won. Is there any reason to believe that he can't win another Super Bowl? I mean, this guy, if he's not Tom Brady, he's going to be soon, it would seem. Oh, man. I, I was watching, I was looking at his stats from his career already. They're already off the charts. You know, it, a, a guy could play, you know, 20 years and be trying to get what he's, he's amassed in his first six. You know, so you you got to put Patrick up there with some of the greats, you know, especially as far as how he's starting off. But they can definitely go in and win a Super Bowl. We've seen them do it time and time again. You know, I, I just think it's going to be a real good game. Marcus McNeil joins us as he does every week, breaking down the NFL Conference Championship weekend. 
Um, Marcus, what is there left for, for Travis Kelsey? I mean, he didn't have his greatest regular season, but ever since the playoffs has rolled around, this has been the normal Travis Kelsey we've gotten accustomed to seeing in years past. I mean, what did he do in yesterday's game um, that just allowed him to have so much success? Man, he, he just looked like the old school Kelsey. I think they hit him for some weeks because I, I don't remember him the last eight weeks of the season. Yeah. But, you know, when, when it comes to, you know, that playoff ball, you know, you hear it in the NBA all the time, all the time where they say, you know, it's playoff basketball now. Like, he just turns on another switch in the playoffs. I, I think that because he didn't have a, a year where he was getting all the hype and and you seeing him make some of those big plays. He had a rough year right there for a second where he wasn't scoring as many touchdowns. I, I think that he's showing who he really is. So look, let's get ready for the Super Bowl. I, I think they're going to put Taylor Swift at, at, the, at the halftime show with Usher. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marcus, uh, I know you like to watch the offensive line play, and I, I thought really the, the best offensive line play of the four teams yesterday belonged to a team that lost and that was the lions absolutely i mean they moved the 49ers around they opened up running lanes all day long how much does this concern you if you're the 49ers now because you got two weeks to figure out a way to stop what kansas city is going to probably try to do yeah uh you got to give credit to that offensive line right there for the detroit lions they they came out the gate and just started manhandling guys on the 49ers side of the ball. Uh, I think that might cause the 49ers some trouble. I just don't see KC being as good of an offensive line. I think Detroit kind of trumps them a little bit in that category because they are so physical and, and, and so athletic out there on the edge. They have tackles flip-flopping sides, you know, uh, yeah. Like, it didn't even matter. Almost looking like they was tracking Bosa for a second. You know, like, no, we're not going to let you get this. And I don't think everybody can do that. So, it's definitely a, a chink in the 49ers armor. I mean, iron, uh, <laughs> armor where you're sitting there uh, trying to stop the run game and if a team can run on them and run on them and keep that defense on the field, they get worn down. But I just don't know if KC has that imposing offensive line like Detroit did. We, we're now in a spot now where Mahomes has, has completely elevated himself beyond really every other quarterback that's in, in the league right now. There, It's Mahomes and then everybody else. As for Lamar Jackson, um, he has a, another rough ending to another phenomenal season, but it, it's early. At this point, are we now at the point, Lamar Jackson, that we know we won't really pay attention to what happens during the regular season? It'll only be what his success comes in the postseason. In terms of in terms of a Super Bowl, right? In terms of you know removing himself out of that list of really really great quarterbacks that that haven't won one. Yeah, you know, uh, I think Lamar Jackson has his own lane. Uh, a dual threat quarterback, he's probably going to, you know, top those charts when it comes to quarterback. So it's very specific, but every quarterback wants to win that championship. And that's the one chink in Lamar Jackson's armor. <laughs> he, 
he actually is going to have to get over. But when you saw him do the post-game interview, he looked locked in already for next season, hmm. you know, and, and that's one thing that he always comes into the off season with a chip on his shoulder. So he seems to always get better. Uh, that Ravens team just looks good. They're young. They're hungry, you know. So I think they'll be competitive years and years out. But KC just looks like they're the ones who's on the AFC for the last few. How about uh, Christian McCaffrey? We haven't talked about him too much. And, and he didn't have his great game yesterday. But at the end of it, he still had over 100 scrimmage yards and two touchdowns. So a lot of guys would take that day. Do you like uh, Kansas City's chances to be able to bottle them up the way Detroit did? Or can Christian McCaffrey do some more things in the Super Bowl that we didn't see yesterday? Uh, I, I think he could do whatever he wants. Uh, if you just watch him run the ball, he's one of the most impressive running backs that you see in the game these days. Uh, he's physical. You know, he doesn't look that big, but he runs like he's, you know, Derrick Henry size, where yeah. where people just seem like they just can't get him on the ground. Yeah. And, you know, he, he has great speed. He hits the whole hard. And, of course, he catches the ball out the backfield, you know, like a receiver almost. So when you could just put that into, you know, your backfield and out there on the edge, I, I don't think you can really, you know, bottle him up as much as you can go out there and just compete and make sure that he doesn't go crazy. All right, Marcus. Super Bowl Sunday is two weeks away. Give us your early thoughts on this matchup. Niners, Chiefs, rematch of a Super Bowl a few years back. KC came out on top. How do you see this one? What do you feel about this matchup? Oh, it's it's going to be a good one now. I mean, you got two of the best teams, uh, definitely one of the best teams of the year with the 49ers and, you know, uh, another team with KC who's trying to put together their own dynasty. So you really can't go wrong with either one of them. But going into it, I think that uh, I think that the, the 49ers are going to have a little bit of edge being out in Vegas on the West Coast. Uh should probably be a lot of Niners fans in Vegas. Uh, during the Super Bowl. Uh, not to say that's going to affect the game, but that, that's a good little edge for the Niners. So I might have to take the Niners, but I, I, <laughs> it might be a little too early to call. All right, we'll give you, we'll give you at least a week to, to think it through and uh, look at some more game film. But uh, <laughs> we appreciate the time. As always, Marcus, great talking NFL with you all season long. You've been brilliant and fun to uh, – Fun to chat with each and every week, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up with you one more time before the big game. Thanks. Thanks, Marcus. All right, man. Have a good one, fella. Marcus McNeil hedging his bet for Super Bowl 58, (laughs) but leaning to the Niners at this point. Long way to go before we get to two weeks from now. Uh, One thing that, uh, Scraby, we looked it up. Uh, Marshall Falk did not get in the end zone in either of the two Super Bowl games he played. So... I guess the Aztecs have that in common with the University of Alabama. No Aztec has ever scored in a Super Bowl either. That does really surprise me, though, that no. But that Alabama? And we have to say, yes, Jalen Hurts played, and he threw some touchdowns, but they're saying no quarterback. Wait a minute, not counting quarterback. Oh, Jalen Hurts, because he got in the end zone. He did did. the uh, tush push. Yes. All right. That's so why we're qualifying it. We're with, qualifying with uh, still, skilled players outside the quarterback. They've had some good quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. But still, but, I mean, it's really difficult to think that a Alabama player has never really scored, or Alabama skill players never really scored a point in the yeah, Super Bowl. That's interesting. 
Interesting. That's something that gets you interested, right? It gets me excited, for sure. Uh, here's something that won't get Tony excited. Lakers are down in Houston all of a sudden now. Wow, 56 to 40. Whoa. The Lakers just are – I honestly, they, I still think they can beat anyone. They just don't really – Show up every night <laughs> with the intent of beating everyone. It's very true. I like you can't predict what they're going to do. They're very difficult to uh, to figure out to bet on. They, uh, I wouldn't bet on these guys, either of them, the Lakers, <laughs> the Clippers, any of them. I don't know. The Clippers have been playing pretty good. Clippers are uh, down right now themselves Uh-oh. to Cleveland in the fourth quarter, just underway, eighty-eight, eighty-four. And I gotta say, James Harden hasn't been making. Much of any news, which is a good thing, I guess. I know, Scraby. He's not doing his thing. He's for not. You. He's not. I, I thought he might, maybe he, he might would. go off your all NBA team along with Zion and Ben Simmons and the rest of them. Uh, just no, no. Just wait till next offseason when he wants to be traded again. All of the ones that you love out there. Yes, absolutely. All right. Oh, here comes. Here's the story. We got a couple minutes left for your Twins update. Okay. Second baseman Jorge Polanco exchanging. With all of these guys you said earlier. So ESPN oh, is, so it counts. Is, ESPN's it, a little late to the party. Yeah. We had this news on the official twin station a while back. Better to be right than first. Isn't that what they said? I think so. All right. Something like that. Okay. All right. We're back tomorrow. Full four hours. What do we got tomorrow, Scrape? Anything exciting? Oh, we have a fantabulous that I don't really want to do. You're so due. So do to win a fantabulous sports game show. I'm due. You're right. Maybe tomorrow will be the day. Thanks again to Kathy at La Jolla Country Day for saving my day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For Tony, it's Chris. And Scraby, the Niners are in the Super Bowl, Scraby. That's the bottom line to all of these things. That's right, baby. Bang, bang, Niner gang. All right. Have a good night, everyone. Stay tuned. Scraby Chronicles are next. That's right. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 